Hey everyone, welcome to Give Me The D. And I'm talking details, dramas, dilemmas, discussions and all the dirt. When it comes to love and romance, there's stress and struggles, but there's also a journey of self-discovery, learning from the past and growing through experience. This show captures juicy stories, deep conversations and personal breakthroughs. I'm your host, the damsel in dating distress. Thanks for tuning in. doing so today I have Natalie on the show and she's the face behind Nat's Natterings on Instagram and Natalie is a professional oversharer an advocate of self-love single positivity she's also a cat mom and most importantly she loves donuts welcome to the show Natalie how you doing thank you so much for having me on I'm doing amazing like honestly I couldn't think of a better way to spend Valentine's Day than having a Natalie with you I'm so excited. So just for a context for the listeners. So we met through Instagram and we've been following each other for a while now. We've been fangirling each other. And mm-hmm. there's one hot topic that I'm really keen to get to. It's Thank the you. very famous and very popular Mr. Adam. Yeah, yeah, we, we will call him uh, Mr. Adam. Yeah, um, so a bit of background, I guess. So I had come off the dating apps late last year, I guess after summer, again, on and off you know how it goes like not feeling it I'm going to take some time out do me but you're like FOMO I need to go back on the apps so in my head I thought I'm going to get back on dating apps like March 2021 so like after my birthday I was like I'm going to start a fresh fresh new me um and then I was like no I can't tell you what it was must have been some like gut feeling I was like just join the app on you know the third of January was like dating Sunday you know like big I remember that yeah yeah so I was like I'm just gonna do it see what the fuss is about get on Bumble and I believe it was yeah it was, it was that Sunday because I joined the third well not joined but had like you know downloaded the app again and um I'd seen Mr Adam's profile like again from the bat found him really attractive um his bio was very sassy and like gave me like very like sarcastic vibes so he he said something like um looking for a conversation that lasts longer than five minutes and um I was like I was like yeah I I feel that in my soul like I I I want that too um and then Bumble's got that feature where it tells you like new here so then in my head I was like this is even better because he's probably like unscathed from the waging war that is like online dating so I was like I'm gonna swipe um he almost like matched, I think he matched back within like the hour and then um, I slid in and was like, oh, like, how, how do you think we'll reckon? Like, do you think this would be longer than five minutes? And it just, it just kind of went from there. Like, again, I was glued to my phone that Sunday and I think we started talking around like midday, finished that evening just before 1am. So I was just like, how is, how is my whole day gone where I'm just speaking, speaking to this guy? And then fast forward a week and we're like, oh, I think he suggested FaceTiming. So I'm like, I'm down for that. Um, we moved to WhatsApp and our first phone call was six hours. And I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> I know, I, I can't quite believe it. I think when I tell people it was like six hours, they're like, what, what did you talk about? Yeah. And like, everything like he made it so it felt very easy to talk to him so like you know we've got the same sort of like back and forth banter um he was really like forthcoming about his life and like you know everything that he's been through I was very open about where I'm at with my life um 
made me laugh. It was, it was weird because I've not felt like this in, again, the time where I've been dating. So I've been single for two years, but we got off the call and I kid you not, I was like, I'll be really gutted if I don't speak to him again. Um, like yeah. it was, it was totally bizarre. I just remember thinking, man, I really enjoyed that. And I think like, I think there could be potential here. Like, and again, like it's, it's transcended now. Like we started doing video calls every other day. And um, now it's, it's every day without fail. Like sometimes once or twice, sometimes it'll be like a long call. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, Cause I had quite a few questions about what its current status is. Random question. Doing anything this evening for Valentine's because I know you're doing your own Galentine's thing, but yeah, so we're not so ironically, either of us are not very into Valentine's Day. Like, yeah, we've done the long relationship um skin and we're just like, meh, like there's there's nothing that we need to do for this. Like, said it to him this morning, that was it. Like, we had a quick um video call early or probably video call this evening. We've been watching um a series on Netflix called Dark, so We'll probably, we'll probably watch that. Um, but no, in terms of Valentine's Day itself, I, again, this is just like my own personal take. I've never given it any importance, even when I was in a relationship. I'm the exact same. I never really celebrated it. You said the things that drew you into him was the fact that he had that funny little line in his bio. Mm. Uh, what about his photos? Were there certain photos that you thought, hmm, yeah? Um, so quite, so his first one was with a dog and a child, but like you could see, you could see him like quite clearly. But I liked his second photo because it was just like a natural picture of him. Um, and he is, he is my type. So, you know, like he is, um, he's got like curly ginger hair, which is ironic because I always say to him, he like catfished me because on video it doesn't look as ginger. But, um, but yeah, like he's, like his face, like his features, he's tall. I mean, I'm six one, so it's a miracle if anyone's taller than me and he's six four. So that was already like a double tick. Um, but yeah, his profile was, it was like a nice mix of funny, but also seriousness. So I like that he put that he was looking for a relationship. And I think in one of his prompts, he said something that he was looking for directness, someone that could laugh at themselves. And I'm thinking tick, cause like I make fun of myself all day. Um, and like good communication and I was like yeah this is like he's a bit of me so that that was kind of the initial initialness I mean to give you some sort of background like he was very open from the get-go so he he is married but separated and um he was just again it was just like a good sign of how easy it was to communicate with me like he told me straight away gave me time to process he answered everything before I even had the chance to ask, which was, again, incredible. Um, and it's just felt very, very easy because, again, like I was in a in a nine year relationship. So, again, there was a bit of overlap into understanding where we both were mentally with with commitment. And, um, yeah, it's just been again, it's felt like eerily too easy. You know, like it's it's, it's how I, again, like I told you, I think it should be this easy. but. Um, yeah, it's been lovely. And like, he surprised me also. So a couple of weeks ago, again, I think this was only like two, two or three weeks into talking. He sent me um, two of his favorite books. And then again, a man after both of our hearts, he sent me a box of donuts. Like oh. donuts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, 
exactly he sends you a box of donuts he knows what donuts you like he got me the donut time um donuts and I was just like that's it that's the thought behind it I was talking about this in some of my other podcast episodes just about chivalry that right there is modern day chivalry you know really being thoughtful sending something to you that he knows that you'd like books as well that kind of stuff it's good material 100% I think it just adds to the level of you know communication that we have because I read one of the books and like we both love reading so I'm someone that will take the time and I like gave him essays about how I how I was getting on with the chapters and we debrief in the evening the video call like it was I mean I'm I'm speaking and I know how cringe this all sounds but it's like sweet cringe like when you talk about it I feel it I'm like yes exactly how it should be I'm so happy I'm absolutely rooting for Mr Adam and I really can't wait to see how it blossoms you have to keep me posted the listeners absolutely everyone posted I also love the fact that it all happened on that Sunday you know what it's mental like we were both saying like it was quite organic like I think this time around I wasn't going into it with any expectations like swiping to find like okay I'm on the app to find someone to meet someone but I didn't set myself that expectational burden like if someone unmatches me I'm gonna get upset like none of that it was like I'm just gonna see what happens I think as well like he had joined so he had joined Bumble I believe he told me on like the first or the second so he'd only been a few days into it so um it just it just kind of clicked and again it, it I've been single for two years I've gone on dates I've gone on a journey and this time it just felt very easy so um yeah I will keep you posted I mean at the moment we are doing everything virtual because he lives in Essex so as soon as Boris lifts these restrictions so, um yeah we're gonna spend like a weekend together so that'll be really lovely amazing I literally can't wait to see what happens next um I'm gonna mm-hmm. move on to slow dating yeah no let's let's get into slow dating it's very much associated with the whole Adam thing anyway because slow dating is linked to virtual dating so when we talk about certain trends particularly ones that we've seen over the last year, there's this term, which basically means that people are now taking their time to get to know each other, build a connection before deciding whether they want to pursue the relationship or meet in person. And just a quick fact, according to Bumble, around 40% of their users are willing to slow date. Um, Now, obviously, I know, as you said, with Adam, you've had a number and still ongoing virtual dates with him. What did you enjoy most about the virtual dating um you know what there's kind of a lot of aspects I mean for one I'm totally on board behind that stat like I do think it's becoming more and more of a a thing I mean again it's the climate but um I guess it was it enhances the communication because if you think like an actual real life date Mm. it's not going well you've got the scenery to sort of distract you know oh look at the tree like (laughs) how green it all looks like it, you can find distractions whereas I feel like virtual is very telling like okay there isn't the body language you know where you can touch someone's arm or you know um give out your signals but it's it's very telling how someone portrays themselves like I, I feel like there's less room to be insincere because there's only like how much of a front can you put up on a camera for again in our situation endless hours like maybe the first call you know first call I was sitting upright and maybe had done a bit of makeup um but now yeah he sees me as soon as I've rocked out of bed and I'm just like this is this is like unapologetically um me so 
I think I think I like that side of it. I think again, in theory, you should feel more comfortable because it's your own setting. So like you know, we both FaceTime from our from our homes, or sometimes if we're out for a walk, whatever whatever it is, it's your own environment. So there is there's that level of not just being comfortable, but it's safer. It's almost like it wastes less time. You don't have to weed out, you know, like, yeah, it's just, it feels very organic. I think as well, like it solidifies the attraction because like I, like I say all the time, like you see someone flowering angles, like I'm there with like (laughs) my chin in his face. Like I'll zoom in on my, on my eyeball for him. Like it, I think it just builds, I don't know. I think it builds that connection much quicker because again, there isn't that physical element so all you have to do is just get to know each other and, and again, such a deeper level. That's that's exactly what I was saying because I've been on Zoom dates as well last year and I had quite a few with the same guy and, you know, you've got the facial expressions so you can like kind of bounce off that. You've got the, um, the gestures because I'm quite a gestural person, <laughs> you know, waving my arms in the air and everything. You can achieve so much more in an hour call as opposed to a two-week back-and-forth text session. I think text is so like overrated and I think again I probably wouldn't have said that maybe eight months ago but again given the climate I'm like no if this is all I can do I'd rather see your face I'd rather hear your voice because I don't know if you've ever experienced this and I don't know why I'm cracking myself up but the voice is so important like sometimes you get the ick from someone's voice yes yes Absolutely. So my mum is always sending voice notes to mm-hmm. all my friends and all my family. And I'm like, what are you doing? What is this like ridiculousness? So now I've become my mother. So <laughs> if I am connected to someone and I've matched someone where we've got quite a good conversation going through text, I then start sending voice notes. I'm like, hey, this is my voice. <laughs> I don't care. And generally it's quite well received. They're like, oh, voice notes. But then also when guys are hesitant to send it, I'm just like, no hey, why. what's going on here then? So, <laughs> no why. yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think it's very helpful to hear the voice. Yeah, it builds the picture, but also I love that you are the one that initiates it. Like, why shouldn't you? Like, you're the one that is also dating. It takes two people. Like, you, you'd be the first one to send the voice note and like, be like, this is how it's going to go from now on. We're going to send voice notes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Do you think then that you are more open? So given like, again, first lockdown, were you open to slow dating? Or has that been something that has like grown on you in the last like year, I guess? I think it's definitely grown on me over the mm. last year. Um, before lockdown and the pandemic, I was dating around. I was being a bit mindless about it. Since lockdown, I've really just sat down and thought about my kind of behaviour, my attitude, my approach to dating, but also you know, what kind of guys have I attracted in the past? And since then, I went on my dating hiatus. It really helped me a lot. So even though I'm on and off the apps, I'm still using this time to really reflect and just do my own thing. But yeah, you need to connect with yourself a lot of the time and just think, you know, why am I attracting X amount of guy? Or what is it that I can bring to the table for when I do meet the right person that, you know, we're both leveled up? That's it. Yeah. And I think it's so important to do the work on yourself. And I've realised that even more so over the last year. I think that's what makes it really exciting is that, you know, again, I've spent two years creating this life that I really love for myself with my friends and my travels and my writing. And I just think someone will just add to an already great life instead of make my life wonderful. 
exactly. And to your point, you know, we're always developing, we're always learning and growing. And yeah. if you can find someone that is basically aligned with you in terms of where they're at in life, then also once you get together, you grow together and you feed off each other and help each other, you lift each other up uh, yeah. every single way, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, like that essentially makes a great relationship. I know, I know. I'm so glad we're on the same page. Definitely. <laughs> Listeners can't see us, but we're just like... We're vibing. <laughs> um, so back to kind of the Zoom dating. Did you find it awkward at all at any point? You know what? I think we just got right into it. Um, I think in a way, I sort of, again, approached it this year with no expectations. I think sometimes I've gone into things and I've set, set these crazy concepts of what I think is going to happen and it never happens and then disappointment and it's a vicious loop so I was like no I'm just gonna go for it enjoy it the worst case scenario is it's an hour conversation we didn't vibe and that's that like again I don't actually lose any time because it's time I would have been watching Netflix or something because I'm at home so I think I just tried to go into it again with a positive outlook again like you like you know over the last two years I've tapped into a lot of spirituality and like manifesting and affirmations I'm like you know I know what I can offer if someone else can't see that. It's not up to me to make someone get me. That's it, yeah. Just to add, during that reflection period, you know, I realised that time and energy, it's so precious. It's time and energy that you can't get back. So when you're, I mean, when for me, when I was kind of treating my time and energy like confetti, just throwing it around, you know, you think back now and you're just like, oh my God, I could have saved myself so much more time if I just carefully and wisely used my brain and logic and really being a bit more aware of these red flags I, I get that I mean the thing with red flags is that they're red flags because we're not meant to see them so it's only with hindsight that we're like oh actually I was being gaslighted or oh this person was really manipulative what they were doing was just the bare minimum they weren't doing anything that somebody else couldn't do so again I think I love your journey because obviously there's a lot of like ups and downs but the reflection period is going to make this time like you're going to be on the up and up because you just understand who you are now that's it and I think you know understanding your core value and beliefs are so yeah. I am excited to get back on the dating scene because I know I'll have a lot more confidence I'll know what I'll bring to the table and you know I'll be able to tell someone as well if it's not working I'll just say look you're not what I'm looking for because I always struggled with that as well that's always quite hard like telling someone you're not for me it's hard as well when you don't necessarily know why they're not for you and you're like it's just a feeling when people are like what do you mean it's just a feeling it's that I know me enough to know that you are not you're not right for me like you are great but you were just not for me romantically like I have a problem where I usually tell people but we can be friends and I'm like Nat stop it like you don't need more friends and like again even my you know my circle will be like you need to stop offering friendship to everyone like it's it's not a look you know what I almost feel like because I used to do it a long time ago I just feel like that line is almost like a slap in the face I mean I I see it like that too I just always felt so awful being like the one to be like it's not working for me and like I don't know again society makes you feel that sometimes you should just settle because someone is being too nice and I think I just had to learn on my own journey that's like no it's okay for me to go no I don't want this and I'm going to tell you rather than ghost you I'm actually going to tell you because I don't do ghosting like I mean 
that's a lie. I mean, I have ghosted, but um, <laughs> I mean, I think we all have, but I think since last year, I've been like, no, we're going to communicate and just tell someone it was nice, but it's, it's not for me. I agree. So I've ghosted two people in my life, but it was really early stages. It was probably like second date or something like that. Yeah. I didn't feel like I needed to explain myself because I thought it was quite clear. Maybe it wasn't, but you know, still. We've right. learned. We've yeah. learned a lesson. At the end of the day, everyone has feelings. It's just respect, isn't it? It's mutual respect. It's mutual respect. I mean, I absolutely hate being ghosted, so I could never. Um, as much as I don't like being the one to be like, it's not working, I would rather do that than have someone overthink it. Like, dating... Dating was always made to feel like it's a game. To me, it's not a game. Like we're humans and we've got feelings and it is a numbers game in terms of, you know, I think you have to meet quite a few, like a few people to be able to decide what is what it is that you like. Again, like we were saying before the call, unless you're one of these people that swiped right and met your husband or your wife at the first swipe, you lucky people. But um, yeah, otherwise you just have to, it is a numbers game. You have to sift through through the pool. So we kind of touched on women making the first move. Mm -hmm. Have you ever taken the initiative to send the first message or suggest the first date? And if so, how do you feel about it? Um, I think really, so I have. So to answer both, yes, to both accounts. Um, And it actually feels really empowering. Again, I think the narrative overall has improved. Um, I still think we've got a way to go, if I'm honest. But um, it's almost like that quote you know as women if we're confident we're told like we're told tone it down but at the same time like society's like no women like love yourself and it's like uh which version of me do you want do you want the self you know the confident one or do you want the insecure one I can't keep up so um yeah I I always feel quite empowered I guess it has been again a a collection of two years worth because I don't think at the beginning I would have I think that's only been in the last would say 13 months or so um I think the fear of rejection can be really crippling um but the way I see dating is like it's my life so like if I like someone I should be free to be like hey I like you do you like me do you want to go for a date should we make this a thing um it again like otherwise I might be waiting six months for someone that I like to approach me I don't yeah I mean it's kind of, again, it's a lot of the fact that women have been sold this idea that, you know, your standards are too high. And it's like, my standards are not high. Um, they're my standards for a reason. Again, past of like previous relationships, but they can and will be met. Like it just isn't necessarily with you. It could be with someone else. Um, I think that's why I love Bumble out of all of the dating apps, because I get to, I get to be the one that sets the mood and like it's the tone that I project rather than have someone like on tinder go hey like you're down to fuck and it's like whoa like no yeah yeah yeah. and I think it's really good that women can have the confidence to take initiative for me I've never had an issue making the first move I'm just conscious that I've been doing it for quite a long time Um, and maybe too long because I'm not saying it's wrong to make the first move at all. It's just a behavior that I've been accustomed to. Um, because like I was saying to you before, I've grown up with very fiercely independent women. Mm-hmm. So my mentality has become, like, I can do this myself. I can do this and I can do that. Um, and that's great. It's super empowering. And I feel so, it, you know, it really boosts my confidence. At the same time, I kind of understand that 
it leaves no room for a guy to be able to step in and do those modern chivalrous things. And, you know, that's something that I quite like and enjoy as well. Even though I'm very independent, I still want to be shown love. And yeah, it's just, it's just a case of balance, isn't it? It, It's weird because I feel like, again, like you, I'm very independent. And I think to some guys, they see independent as like, A, like emotionally unavailable, B, like too headstrong. And it's like, no, like, if anything, you should want someone that has just got, got their eyes sense of self together and, you know, has ambitions. They don't, we don't need to align on everything. I'm not saying that. I mean, I think it'd be boring if we aligned identically, but um, I've had men that are intimidated and I'm like, then you're not my, you're not my person because I, I get me, you should get you. It should, it should be a fit, but yeah, I, I love that. Like I love love, but just cause I'm independent, sometimes people won't get that and I'm like no I can be I can be cringe too I love a bit of mush um yeah I I think maybe it's almost like a case of I love that you're like totally confident and like you own being the person sometimes maybe sometimes it's about like generating their effort like if they're not giving 100% then you take you take back as well yeah definitely you know how you're saying some people find it quite uh where you're emotionally unavailable and you're intimidating that word really kills me you know, women making the first movie is great, but there are some times where, you know, maybe we should just kind of reel it in just a tad, oh, especially for me anyway. This is a question for you, actually. So <laughs> it's a question that came up in one of my previous podcasts, but how do you feel about, so the first dates, in terms of who pays first, is there like a preference that you have or? So I, I on honesty, like I usually offer to split the bill. If the, if the guy is like, uh, no, I'll pay, I won't I won't fight back on it like like me yeah <laughs> again I've offered so if you want to if you want to fork it that's cool like I'm, I'm happy for that if you want to split again I'm cool with that um I think in relationships also I've always had the mindset where once once you're you know once you're past the what are we stage like you just end up taking equal yeah. you do 50-50 over the course of a relationship um but yeah I mean if Okay, I think everyone would be lying if they were like, oh no, I don't like to be treated from time to time. Um, it's oh. nice when someone has the initiative and is like, hey, you know what, this evening, like be ready for seven, I'm going to take you out. And like, they treat you, but equally, a woman should be able to do that for their relationship too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I agree with you so much. I'm like nodding my head here. I completely am aligned there. I think it's not just take, take, take at the end of the day. It's give and take, you know. Yeah. As much as women like to be treated, men, I'm sure, like to be treated too. Of course they do. I think I think sometimes women can, again, or, you know, men forget how their partners want to be treated. Um, so, again, just, again, I don't know how deep you are within love languages, but sometimes it's just like, just be like, hey, this is what I need for me to feel a certain type of way. You might be different. If you let me know, then I can work around you. You work around me. Yeah, so I'm reading into a lot more around love languages. I need like quality time. And I think I need, I think I'm also words of affirmation. I'm I'm words of affirmation and quality time. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) That's why we get on so well, because we're (laughs) the same. Each other, right? So I'm going to now, because I know that you're a big advocate of self-love and embracing your singleness. So let's talk about the art of being single and why we need to embrace flying solo one quote I'm going to read to you and I think it's really beautiful so one of the most important relationships 
is the one you have with yourself. And I think that holds so true. If you're not happy within, you're just never going to find happiness anywhere else because then you're going to rely your happiness on others, other things. And it won't, it won't ever work. Like, I feel that, I feel that so strongly. Like, again, when my um, long-term relationship came to an end, it was the thing that suffered the most was like my self-love towards myself. Um, again, that's because I'd spent an entire, you know, nine years not looking after myself properly, just in terms of like emotionally connecting with myself. So the last two years, I've learned more about me and love me more single than I ever did when I was with someone. Um, yeah, again, one of my projects this year is I've got an album on my phone and it's called um, Self Love, although I call it more like self neutrality more than love, because otherwise that's a big, that's a big bar. But um, I just put pictures in there like daily and it could just be like, you know, a picture of me just woken up, a picture of like the sky, just things that make me feel quite mellow and at peace because I think the relationship with ourselves needs to be constantly nurtured. If it's reading books, like whatever it is that you like, if it's films, um, I'm big into podcasts. I just go for long walks. And again, like solo dating yourself is absolutely incredible. Like take yourself for a massage again, when, when lockdowns lifted, um, get your hair done, your nails, like whatever it is that makes you feel a 10 out of 10, do it because nobody else can make you feel like that. Like, it's really nice to have a guy, you know, call me beautiful, but I need to feel that for me. And, and that's, that's the difference, you know, like if I feel it, then I don't seek validation from others. Um, it's just an extra bonus, you know, if somebody thinks that about me. Um, again, don't know about you, but I feel like we just need to normalise being single. One, generally, but also in like, you know, late 20s, 30s and beyond. I completely agree. Like, I, there's nothing wrong with being single. There's this whole societal pressure, isn't it? Especially with social media as well. For example, Valentine's Day. You know, these are the blooms that I got. These are the flowers I received. And it's great. And I'm glad, like, these couples are celebrating. But um, then it kind of singles us out, almost. It's like, well, what can we do? It's a good thing that we've introduced things like Galentine's Days and Palentine's Day and all of that, all of the alternatives to Valentine's because it's important to celebrate single life as well. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I think as well women well women and men are fed this idea that to be in a relationship means you're successful so like this relationship even if it's been five years like you were somebody before you met this person so don't don't forget that like continuously like show up for yourself because it doesn't equal success like how many people do you know that are probably together and settling yeah. you know I think I would rather just be single until I've met someone that like enriches my life again is excited by me I'm equally as interested in them rather than like I don't know I feel like my own experience I used to set myself on fire to keep somebody else warm that was one of my favorite like quotes and I felt like I did that and I never got any like growth in return like we never grew together it was always like again in different directions and I'm glad it happened because we, we wouldn't have been right for each other but I think at the time I was like man like I'm really doing a lot here for like no, no return. And again, it's not like a physical return. I don't expect gifts or anything. It's just more the emotional, yeah. you know, balance. Like if you get me, that's all, that's, that makes me happy. That's all I need. I totally hear you there. And also people just need to realize that when you're single, you have the freedom to learn, to grow and explore. 
And like you said, you know, taking the time out for self-care, you know, and the most important thing is that in order to even, you know, if you want a happy relationship with a long-term partner in the future, you have to learn to find that happiness within yourself. Yeah, and then when they go, or, you know, you leave them, then there's that big hole. And of course, the hole's always going to be there because especially if you've built this connection with someone, but it shouldn't be a hole that requires you to feel like yeah. you were worthless. Like it should just be the, the relationship hole. But um, again, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people ask you, like, are you dating? Say so if I'm like, no, people will go, that's okay. You'll find someone. It's like, don't, don't give me the pity because like, would I ask you, are you about to break up with your significant other? Like, are you going to end your marriage anytime soon? I would never. So why my singleness is that much of a big deal like again and I say this because I've never actually felt like the single friend in my group so my friends are fiercely like I mean I think I'm one of few that are single but I've never felt less than for it and if anything again like you they love hearing stories they live through me um but it, it always seems to be such a point of contention and it's like does that matter yeah I always find it very rude oh never mind oh I'm sure you'll find someone one day I'm like why do I have to find anyone right now? Or one day? Like, why can't I just be single and happy? Full stop. Yeah, I mean, I could I could honestly talk about being single for, like, hours. I mean, it's, it's one of these things where I rediscovered my passions and my desires in life in the last two years. Um, again, it's something that I will learn now going into my next relationship that these things exist within that relationship. Like, I'm still going to have me time on the laptop writing away with a glass of wine or you know whatever it is that excites me I'm gonna probably I like to do like one minute dance parties while I say one minute they're like one song dance plays like it's a me thing like that's part of who I am so it's going to come into the relationship um I don't know like I don't know about you but I listen more I, I feel things deeper now that I am single because again I'm, I'm learning a lot on my on my own I, I get to do what I want I don't have to worry about someone else, but equally, I'm excited to share this with someone because I'm so happy with where I'm at. Again, like, you know how you're saying, oh, you feel certain things more and you listen more. You know, you use that time to just tap into, you know, certain aspects of yourself that you maybe you've suppressed or, you know, you haven't really gotten in touch with, you've lost connection with. And being single and being able to express that, you know, resurfaces it and then you can start to really leverage it for relationships and stuff and it's great it's so and great feel like you again obviously when lockdown finishes I'm gonna be back on like visiting museums by myself having a coffee by myself taking a walk in the park I love doing all that stuff I absolutely love my own company right. I, and I find it really odd when because there are some people that can't do stuff by themselves and I find it really fascinating I'm gonna blame this on like our female like strong female women in yeah. our life <laughs> again like I love I love doing things alone again even if it's just going for a walk or swimming going to do so like I do a lot of solo runs so I do a run with a friend on Saturday but I also carve out time to do a run for myself or a hit class whatever it is that brings me that bit of joy during the day like you know I have my kindle I have physical books like I paint well I paint badly but I still do it um, so it's it's just all those things that make you part of you um I don't know I I love I love spending time sometimes in my own head I know a lot of people don't like the silence that can go up, up above or they hate having 
these inner dialogues with themselves because they don't like to be fronted with their own traits. Um, but again, the last two years, I figured out what makes me a stronger individual, what also makes me a weaker individual. Overall, you just know yourself better, isn't it? Yeah. And then I've got my final question. Mm-hmm. Uh, this makes me a bit sad because it's a final question. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I've called this confession time. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> what is the pettiest thing you've ever done during a relationship or after a breakup? Um, okay, so the pettiest thing I did, um, so this would have been Valentine's Day 2019. Wow. I know, this is a theme. Um, there was this, I'm pretty sure it was a, it was like a zoo or some sort of like animal society that were running a campaign where you named, um, and you named a cockroach after your ex. And I'm pretty sure it costs like, £2.50 and I saw it and instantly I was like that's it that's a bit of me I'm angry I'm gonna name this cockroach I'm gonna save the cockroach um I put my ex's name on it and I said something like you know for the for the 10 years of my life that I can't get back um they reshared it I felt like really in control I was like yeah like I just did that um again it was like impulse out of a lot of sadness and anger um that is that is what I did and I still have the screenshot today I still remember if I close my eyes I can imagine what I was wearing and how I did it and how pumped I felt um yeah that was yeah that was 2019 so uh that's that's what I did that's hilarious that is great marketing by the way for for whoever was it's brilliant isn't it I think I think that's probably the the most bitter I've gone with it um yeah I think so what have you done Oh God, all right. Um, so I'm pretty sure I used to have anger issues in the past. I've, it's never been confirmed. There was one time I had an argument with an ex and well, he was my boyfriend at the time and we were due to go on holiday, but four days prior, we had a really bad bust up. And I had keys to his place at the time and I didn't really want to go on holiday with him. So I decided to just, whilst he was at work, I just trashed his place went over, uh, emptied his suitcase, which was packed for the holiday, oh. um, threw that on his bed. Um, and there was also this jumper that I'd um, bought him. And I, oh God. <laughs> I know what's coming, I know what's coming. <laughs> I, uh, I cut it up and then I left. And then, <laughs> but like. I locked the door. I'm so glad you did. Um, did he? text you did he call you yeah so then that so he got back from work that evening it must have been around 7 30 and then <laughs> I got a phone call I was like ah oh, here we go but I ignored it <laughs> no <laughs> I must have rung my phone about like 10 times at least and I just ignored it just to really roll him up oh, but back then I really like to push people's buttons, people's buttons yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was an absolute cow back then. And then he obviously left me like loads of angry voicemails. I thought, okay, I'm gonna call this guy back. I was like, hey, you called me a few times, what's up? And then yeah, he'd obviously just- Lost it. Yeah. Do you know what, at the time though, I remember I wasn't really that invested in the relationship. So I think I was just looking for excuses to- Yeah. I couldn't find the courage to break up with him. 
and it's really bad. So I think I was just trying to do it so that he could break up with me. Um, but he didn't break up with me. He didn't. Wait, so, wait, okay, but did you please tell me you didn't go on holiday? We went on holiday. We went on holiday pissed off of each other still. These toxic relationships, I'm telling you, Natalie, I've gone through a few things and, you know, it's not on his behalf, it's completely me. And I recognise that behaviour. That was probably the most psychotic thing I've done. Um, I'm glad you shared that with me. <laughs> that's made my, like, year. Like, mate, done. You won. I mean, you see these things on, like, TV. And <laughs> no, no, it happens. So, uh, yeah, so we went on holiday and, you know, eventually we broke up anyway. But, I mean, bless him. He was, he was all right with me after a while. He kind of just let that one slide, almost. I mean... Yeah, more more credit to him for being able to yeah. um, let that slide. I mean, I mean, I still think about that moment till this day, you know, and I just think, I hope he's okay. And I hope so too. I'd love to know how he retells that story. I'd love to know. Yeah, probably just she's an absolute psycho bitch. No one knew her. And if you're listening, if you know who I am, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and that's it. That's my story. That felt, that felt like a therapy session there. Like, I'm sorry. Girl, I'm going to close this. So is there anything you want to say before I wrap up? No, I think, I think we've covered everything. I mean, it's just been, it's been a joy to actually have this chat with you. Like it's, yeah, again, wouldn't have spent Valentine's Day with anyone else. Um, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. No, no, it's such a pleasure. I'm so glad I finally got to speak to you properly. I just had such a good laugh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks so much for taking the time out. Thanks for giving us all the details on Mr. Adam. Yeah, sharing details on your overall dating life and your experiences. Those listening, you can head over to Natalie's Instagram page for more dating stories and any tips. Her handle is at Nat's Natterings. I will share all details in the description once I push this episode out. Thank you everyone for tuning in. I'll catch you next week. See you later.